0: Time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Step 26. The realities of funding venture capital. All right, so venture capital. We finally got to the big words. They're in the news. They're exciting. They move billions of dollars around. What are they? They're a business. And their business is to make money. Their product is money. Money strange enough you we, we think about banks that way right their product is money well venture capital venture capital funds are companies that take money from very large institutions and extreme high worth net individuals right so institutions i mean those are pension funds and university endowments and sovereign wealth funds and super rich, 100 million billionaire um americans and others um, they take those those amounts of money in in big quantities too. In in a hundred million, two hundred million, three hundred million dollar funds are not unheard of. $1 billion dollar and two billion dollar funds are not unheard of. And there's one investor now that has a hundred billion dollar fund. They take very large amounts of money, and they put it at risk is the term they use. They put it at risk into young and growing companies. They used to do seed capital, but they don't do that anymore. The seed venture capital funds, again, they could be other people's money, but they really are groups of angels in another form. The true full-scale venture capital funds, they are at least $100 million in size. You should think of it as $100 million to $1 billion. They are, profession- they are run by professionals, and legally, they're partnerships. They're partnerships with two types of partners. There are the limited partners, which are the investors, and then there are the general partners who are the venture capitalists themselves. And venture capitalists, well, they come in two types, and I don't know the breakdown, but roughly I believe there are about a third entrepreneurs. So these are successful entrepreneurs who then decided to make a change and become investors as a, as a profession. And then about two-thirds, they're financiers. They're people who went to school and studied economics and finance, uh, and usually they went, out and went back to grad school and got their MBAs. So they know how to move money around. They know what money is and and how it works, but they don't know how to run a company, right? They know how to run a partnership, which is the venture capital fund, but they don't know how to run an operational company. Now, these funds are set up with a structure that rarely ever uh, varies from fund to fund. They're set up as 10-year funds. So they're going to raise all the money they can in year one. They're going to invest it over the next five years. And then they're going to harvest the result, is what you call that, over the following five years. And there could be some little investments at the end, but all the new investments into new companies will happen within the first five years. And each one of these funds, whether they're $100 million or $2 billion, is going to invest in 10 to 20 companies total, period, right, across the, the 10 years of the fund. They're going to invest multiple times in each company. They're going to, So they're expecting each company to raise money for multiple years in multiple rounds, but they're only gonna invest in usually 10, 15, 20 companies total per fund. And then if they're successful in three years, they're probably gonna raise the next fund. So there's a little bit of time when they're overlapping. Uh, and so the really successful venture capital firms, they're on fund eight or nine by now. And the, and the kind of the newer venture capital funds, the ones that were first started in the 90s, they're on fund four or five right now. And there's a big wave of new venture capital funds coming in, and so they're on fund one or two right now. That's the general structure. How they make money as a, as a company is important. They take 2% of all the money that's committed to the fund. Uh, the Commitment is the term of art. Uh, they take 2% per year as their management fee. So whether or not the fund does well or not, there's enough money there to pay for the staff. And then most importantly... After the investors are paid back whatever they commit to the fund, so if it's a billion dollar fund, after the billion dollars is repaid to the the investors, then the venture capitalists share all subsequent dollars, 80 cents to investors, and 20 cents to them. We call that carried interest or a carry. So what we generally say is it's a 10-year fund, and it's two and 20. Two percent management fee, 20 percent carry. And there's a few variations of this, but that's pretty much the standard for all venture capital firms, which is a little bit interesting because the bigger the fund, they're making the same number of investments, so that means that the check sizes are much bigger, which means when you go out looking for venture capital, and I'll explain whether that's useful or not in a second, if you're going out looking for venture capital, you should first look at what the fund is interested in to see if it matches what you do, but you should also look at the size of the fund. And then you should take that size, divide by 20. Uh, That will tell you how much they want to invest in each company. And you should take that number and divide by four or five. And that'll be the size of the check that they write for their first check. And you have to uh, keep in mind that venture capital firms traditionally invest in pairs. So in the first round of venture capital, in what we'd call a series A round with a venture capital fund, you wouldn't get one venture capital fund to invest in your company. You would have two. And so whatever that number was, which was size of fund divided by 20, divided by four or five, you got to multiply that by two. That's the minimum size investment you need to interest that venture capital fund, which often is a really big number. That could be a $5 million number or 8 or 10 or 12 or $20 million number, uh, which is a lot of money. First-time entrepreneurs, that sounds like an enormous sum of money, and it is an enormous sum of money. And the reason it's big is because they got – Again, they have a few hundred million or a billion dollars to put at work, and their goal is to more than double that. So if they're successful, they're going to have about a two and a half time return to their investors from whatever their investors put in. So if it's a billion dollar fund, they're going to return to the investors two and a half billion dollars, which means they have to earn a little bit more than that because they get 20% of the of the profits, right? So they got to get to 2.7 or 2.8 times. And if they can do better than three times their money, that they've done spectacularly well. Right? So their goal is actually two and a half times. Uh, if they get to two, people will still be happy. If they don't get to two, the organizations that invested might invest in the next fund. Uh, the odds go down below two, two times cash on cash. So what kind of companies are they looking for? Well, given this economics, given the economics of what they need to do, They can only invest in companies that grow really fast into really big markets. So they're looking for what's usually called a unicorn. Now, a unicorn is a company that is worth over a billion dollars. And that's a company that not only is worth over a billion, but manages to get there within 10 years. Because remember, the fund expires in 10 years. And reality is that they generally get extended to 12 or 15 years. but, But the goal is 10 years. So they need a company where they can put some money at work, Let's just say they put in a total of twenty million dollars into the company over a few rounds. Well, then they need two hundred million dollars out if they put twenty million dollars in. Right? And so, they're not going to own the whole company. They're going to own a small percentage of the company or a minority stake in the company. Uh, and so, that company has to be worth well over two hundred million dollars. And so, if they owned only twenty percent of the company, that would have that company had to be worth a billion dollars, right? A 20% of a billion dollar value company is $200 million. You can see how that we quickly get to unicorns. And a smaller fund that only invests, let's say, $10 million into the company, well, they'll be happy if the company sells for, you know, three or four or $500 million. And then if you go look at the statistics of, well, how many companies did that? How many startups managed to get to a billion dollars? Or what percentage of the companies that were startups and funded by venture capitalists made it to that scale? you'll discover that it's like 1%. They're really searching for that needle in the haystack, trying to get to the one giant winner. And that's all they need. And I'll I'll explain that in a second too. But they just need that one giant winner. And then they'll get to the two and a half time return. Because remember, I just said, they're looking for 10 times their money on every single investment they make in companies that could potentially grow fast enough to justify the 10 time return. We call that a venture scale company. And here's why it's a 10-time return, because for every 10 investments they make, well, we'll just do it in round 10s because we don't know if they're going to make 10 or 15 or 20 investments. So for every 10 investments they make, they are, historically, we have this we have the data on this, the successful venture capitalists are only going to be right one out of 10 times. So one out of 10 times, they've made 10 times their money or 12 times their money or 15. Sometimes it's a Facebook and they've made 100, but we'll just skip that because that's a once-in-a-lifetime play. Uh, so 1 one out of 10 times, they make 10 times their money. And so if it's 1 in 10, they've now gotten the capital back that they put at risk, right? So you know 1 out of 10 times 10 is 1. 2 times out of 10, they're going to do okay. They're going to make 3 times, 4 times, 5 times, 6 times their money back, right? Um, right? 7 would almost round to 10. 3 would almost round down, right? So let's call it 5 times their money back. So twice... They have a decent result, but not the 10x they were looking for. And just be clear, they will be disappointed. So if you've made if you've made them five times their money, you have, as a founder have made a very nice payday at the end of the day, but uh, they're going to be disappointed. Three times out of 10, they're just going to get their money back. And the reason it's almost always going to be exactly the money they put in, because when they invest... They're going to have a, what's called a preference in their investment, a liquidation preference at that, that says they get the first money back up to what they put in. And they do that because they don't want to lose money, right? It, it's a fair deal, though we, we may talk about that later. And then four times out of 10, they're going to be wrong and they're going to get nothing from their investments. So just to sum that back up, one out of 10 times, it's a winner, two out of 10 times, it's okay. And then... Uh, only three times they get their money back and four times it's a loss, right? more or less. It could be five losses and two two singles. Um, they often use baseball analogies here. It'd be a home run, a double, singles, and, and zeros, uh, strikeouts. And the weighted average of that, the weighted average of those returns, just raw numbers and, and, and big averages, is like two, 2.3, 2.4, 2.5 times their money. And so that's really what a successful venture capital or angel portfolio looks like. Right, and it might be you know fifteen investments, and so there might be one big hit and and uh, and three or four doubles out of the fifteen, and so they might get to two point seven there. Uh, and again, they might they might have been in Facebook or Google or Apple and got a hundred x return, or Amazon and got a thousand x return. Right, that, that is possible. So this all sounds great. We're talking about big giant multiples, right? Making ten x your money and whatnot. Well. Reality is most startups can't do that. Most startups cannot grow at a fast enough pace, putting tens of million dollars at work in order to get to the scale of getting to hundreds of or or hundreds of millions or a billion dollar value. And we know this because it's tracked really well, right? 1% of the companies that the venture capitalists fund get that far. Most that do exit, right? an exit is an acquisition or IPO. So most that do get acquired get acquired for single digit millions or or double digit millions, and that's not great for most venture capitalists it's It's good enough for founders, but it's just not good enough for venture capitalists and so if If that's where your company's headed, you can't go talk to a venture capital firm. It just doesn't work so back we're going way back to the list of the stages in the funding. So I said you need traction in order to get investors, and so if if you have traction, if you have customers, you're now in the startup phase. So in the startup phase, you can go to angels, angel groups, and venture capitalists, whether it's seed venture capitalists or full scale venture capitalists. And that's about it, right? You you you're probably too big to do crowdfunding now. You might be able to do some equity crowdfunding, which is really another form of angel group. You can't do pre sales; you have sales already. And there's, you know, the twenty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars that you could possibly get from a Kickstarter is, is too little at this point for for most startups. And you're too soon to go to a bank. So you really need to get to the growth stage before you can start thinking about going to a bank to get a loan or going anywhere to get a loan. The one exception to that is a company. It's based here in Seattle. It's inspiration for the way I invest, which I'll, I'll talk about in some way future week. Uh, it's called Lighter Capital. And so they do loans for fast-growing or fairly fast-growing software companies. Uh, typically, have never companies have never gotten venture capital before. And they have a very interesting model on how they do that. And they'll do that before banks will start talking to companies. You know, what angels and VCs want is traction. They want proof that what you're selling is good. What banks want before they get comfortable lending you money is they want to see a few years of profits, right, or, or at least break even? They want to see a few years of financials to know and trust that in the year two, three, four, five that you're that you're borrowing money from them, that you'll still be around, right? That that you know with their money, if you grow a little bit, that you will be able to not only to continue to stay in business and continue to grow, but you'll also be able to afford the loan that they gave you. They, they want their money back now. Right, they don't want their money back some number of years later when someone acquires your company, if that ever happens. Uh, and so, when you get to the growth phase, you can turn to the banks. When you get to the the rapid growth phase, so this would be like Facebook in year six or seven and Uber, you know, a few years back, where they were like doubling the number of of people who were coming onto their service year over year, and they needed billions of dollars to go do that. Well, then you can start to go to other sources of capital, and that's irrelevant here, so I'm going to skip that. And then they get to the end goal, or at least the end goal for venture scale companies, which is an exit. And unfortunately, it's the end goal for most angels as well, even though not everything they invest in is venture scale. But an exit is when the investors can have some money back, and it really only comes in, in one, da- one bad form and two good forms. One bad form is called shutting down, so they don't get any money back, but it is an exit. The normal form these days is an acquisition. So some other company deciding that they want to buy your company, typically because it's growing really well. And the third one, which is really rare these days, is an initial public offering or an IPO, which is taking your company and putting it on the public stock market. And so we saw you know, Apple did that way back in the late 70s, Google in 2004. Uh, Facebook a few years ago, Twitter a year or so after that. We're still waiting for Uber to do that and a whole bunch of other companies that are now big and, and are unicorns and are just starting to go public. And once you're a public company, well, then your owners can sell their shares whenever they want. New owners can can buy those shares. And then those companies, when they want to raise huge amounts of money, can turn to the market and do secondary offerings, it's called, and raise even more money. But But that too is irrelevant to startups, so we're going to ignore that. And that's about it. So depending on where you are with your startup, if you are still pre-revenues, then you have to turn to your own wallet, turn to your own savings account and your own credit cards, your friends and family, maybe a crowdfunding. If you are eligible for a grant, go look for it. Go spend the time on that. That is worth getting if you can, if you can find one. Compete in business plan competitions because they often end in grants as well. If you are post-revenues, then it's a good time to start talking to angels it's a good time to go look at equity crowdfunding online. It's a good time to go and see if there's any seed funds that that invest in your geography and your sector. And if you are going to be a fast-growing company that could get to $100 million or a $1 billion of value in the next 10 years, then by all means, go start talking to venture capitalists with the one warning that, unlike everything else, if you want to talk to venture capitalists, you can't just reach out to them. Uh, you can't do a cold email and expect them to write back you have to find someone who knows a venture capitalist to introduce you. And so the usual path is to start with angels. Many of them or people they know will know the venture capitalist and the Louis Introductions. And the one thing I did skip in all of this is accelerators and incubators and whatnot. So why don't we do that next week? Until then.